Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our March 2020 CTSS quiz. It's hard to believe it's March already, but so far, so good on the weather. Get past February, life is good. No snow. I'm sure we'll get a snow in March. That's my prediction, because we always do, but it'll melt away in a day. Anyway, we have 10 terrific, most outstanding, most incredible cases for you. So without further ado, drum roll, please. Da-da-da-da. Let's get started. In this patient with unexplained abdominal pain, the best diagnosis is, and so when you look at these images, the action in the coronal, the key finding is look at the left renal vein. There's non-occlusive thrombus in the left renal vein. There's a subtle difference on the axials between the function of the right and left kidney, and the left kidney is a little bit enlarged. I don't see a mass, so it's not a renal cell carcinoma. Obviously, carcinomas invade into the renal vein, or they can. There's no renal artery aneurysm, and I don't see the left gonadal vein at all, or I do see it. But the key finding is the non-occlusive thrombus in the left renal vein. Renal vein thrombosis can be due to tumors, hypercoagulability states, dehydration, vasculitis, and on. Just a very nice example. In this case, I asked you what the best diagnosis is. And this is something I wanted to write up because I once made this mistake. If you look quickly at the images, you see what appears to be a mass coming off the stomach. You can see it very nicely on the cinematic as well. But if you look back on the images, you can see the peripheral enhancement. And if you look carefully, this was not a gastric mass, but this was a hemangioma arising off the left lobe of the liver pushing against the stomach. And it's a great example of hepatic hemangioma. I've seen this case mistakenly called a gastric tumor. I've seen it being called a pancreatic tumor, a retroperitoneal sarcoma. Again, what helps me out just on the couple images I gave you is the rim enhancement, that classic puddling that you see with hemangiomas. The best diagnosis in this patient with hematuria is the first thing you notice is an obvious right renal mass, and your first thing is to say, oh my goodness, am I dealing with papillary or cleocerenal cell carcinoma? It doesn't have the appearance of an abscess. Abscess is a low density. There's usually perirenal stranding. There's perfusion changes. But then you look carefully, and unfortunately, I didn't give you a cursor here, but a big component of the tumor is the same as the retroperitoneal fat, and this was an angiomyolipoma of the kidney. Angiomyolipomas, particularly when the fat poor, can be difficult to distinguish from classic renal cell carcinomas. Um, here is, you can ask the question, well, I once heard of a patient who had a renal cell with fat in it, but typically those are large clear cells with invading of the perirenal fat. This is well-defined exophytic a renal angiomyolipoma. Just a very nice example. This patient had hypertension and we were asked to look at the renal arteries. You can see the cinematic rendering in the MIP and in both examples you see high-grade stenoses of both renal arteries. This is not FMD where you see more of a beating appearance or occasionally aneurysms or areas of narrowing. It's not a dissection and it's not an aneurysm. There's a classic example of bilateral renal artery stenosis. Again, the MIP imaging or the cinematic or volume rendering in general is very good at showing these findings. This patient has hypertension and what's the best diagnosis? 
If you look at the left renal artery, you see beating. If you look at the right renal artery, you see beating. And there's also aneurysmal dilatation right by the hilum of the right kidney. The aorta shows minimal plaque. This is not renal artery stenosis. This is not a dissection. And yes, there's aneurysmal dilatation of the right renal artery, but the key finding is the beating with the dilatation. Beautiful example on MIP and cinematic rendering of fibromuscular dysplasia or FMD. The least likely diagnosis in this case of an incidental adrenal lesion is, well, typically when you look at a lesion, uh, it's an incidental finding under 4CM, it's almost always an adenoma. Pheochromocytomas can also be presenting. More pheos present incidentally than as hypertension. And in fact, this case eventually was proven to be a pheochromocytoma. This is not the appearance of adrenal hemorrhage. Now, if primary adrenal carcinoma, if you pick up a small carcinoma, it's usually because the patient is hyperfunctioning. If the patient is not hyperfunctioning, and typically Cushing's is the thing, the problem, then you're going to pick up a large mass. So the likelihood of picking up an incidental adrenal carcinoma under 4 or 5 or truthfully under 10 centimeters is very rare. And this was an incidental pheo, and the least likely diagnosis was number C, a primary adrenal carcinoma. The most likely diagnosis in this 30-year-old female is, you see a vascular lesion on arterial phase imaging. It's vascular, but only as bright as the IVC. It's not as bright as the aorta. And then on venous phase imaging, it's nearly gone, though of course you can kind of see where it is. Hepatomas can become isodense, including fibrolamellar. Hemangiomas can become isodense, but peripheral puddling and central filling in is the classic thing. Hepatomas and fibrolamellars are typically not so homogeneous, and they're also markedly vascular. This is a classic non-serotic liver, homogeneous enhancement mass, which becomes near isodense quickly, of focal nodular hyperplasia. The most likely diagnosis in this 60-year-old female is, and this is a very nice case because you have two findings. One is widespread blastic bone metastasis, the other is ascites, but more important, the advent beyond the ascites is a diffuse gastric wall thickening in the appearance of linitis plastica. Lymphoma can give you bulky tumor, rarely giving you sclerotic bone lesions. Adenocarcinoma can give bone lesions, but not the extent of this. Breast cancer is the one that gives you widespread saturated blastic bone mets, as well as gastric metastasis from linitis plastica carcinoid tumor, vascular lesions, not this appearance. This is a classic breast cancer with linitis plastica, carcinomatosis, and widespread bony metastasis, a very nice example. The best diagnosis in this 20-year-old female is, well, you see a large, and actually it's multicentric, hypervascular mass in the liver, nicely shown on the cinematic. Could this be metastatic carcinoid? Sure, but 20-year-old female, unlikely. Renal cell, unless you have onhypolindo, unlikely. Hepatoblastoma, vascular liver lesion, sure, but the patient's a bit old. Hepatoblastomas are under age 10. The best diagnosis, young female, irregular, aggressive-looking liver mass, hypervascular, is a fibrolamellar hepatoma, and that was the answer in this case. In this patient, status postpartial nephrectomy for renal cell cancer, what's the best diagnosis? And 
you look carefully and you say, what's going on in the left kidney? You can see the zone of partial nephrectomy, but you see a bright enhancing structure. That's a pseudoaneurysm. One of the complications of partial nephrectomy is pseudoaneurysm. There's no differential. If you didn't have contrast, you would just see stranding. You might think there was a bleed present or post-operative change. You do have perfusion changes, but it's not an abscess. It's not local recurrence. This is renal artery pseudoaneurysm. One of the reasons we want to do arterial phase imaging on follow-up studies is to look for vascular complications, and renal artery pseudoaneurysm is the one on top of my list. Anyway, like those were 10 cases. Today, I hope you got sure them all right. Button. I hope you and learned something, website, and I hope to see you soon on CTS Us. Have a great day. Bye. Also, be sure to check out our apps that are available for free on the Apple Store. All links are in the description box below.